0: This is the funk shade with Teddy teddy Colour.
1: session ahead of us today, volume 15 right now, and a very special edition of the Funk Show. I'm your host, Teddy Color, and for the next two hours, I'll be bringing you the best music this genre has to offer. Right now, behind us, Croydon's Too Late Submerged. Submerged. with Get Buck Up Up, a classy Dirt Junt, I believe that one's with Apoc Crisis on the vocals, and this one right here, another from Too Late, this one's Ghost In. Some incredible music to bring to you today, and an even more incredible guest.
2: Paperwork what we don't
3: do paperwork anymore, there's no such thing as paperwork, Max. I never have another project, there's no negotiation. I don't want to be friends, I don't care about no negotiation, because I'm doing well.
1: classic right here, DJ Smokey, Sudier and Nine Fives, this one's no paperwork, off the trip through hell EP. Today's guest on the show recently got announced on two huge US lineups with none other than Sudier, he's also one of the founders of Purple Posse, one of funk's most prestigious collectives true pioneer in the funk genre I
3: got a better
1: one of the most diverse producers in the game I got more bitches, nigga. I just live And with that I'm, I'm incredibly excited to announce
3: I keep on me every
1: day but this is the funk show this is what I'm gonna do this is back when
3: my on me and when y'all come back next time'm about to trade that shit in get a silver one with the silver sheets along that with the big wheel I'm not playing
1: Bossy's Trippy Tape. This one's Mercer Prince. Huge tracking coming from the legendary Ponsuda. Recently discovered here goes by the name of Wind Smoke. This one's kick your door.
4: Fully frozen, white right wrist, talk of Get rocks on my wrist, so white, need a whole pound of lotion. Gonna be wet like the ocean. Wanna watch fight, like explicit, some caution about a pretty
0: token.
1: This one, Debo of 127. I'm sure you know the format of the show by now. But around 45 minutes, go for an interview with Backwen. Keep it locked. first show out in Denver's black box big ups for that man Legend. This one's the latest from Motat. We've been gone. About to switch up, play some of the UK sounds. On this one this guy's actually one of the founders and managers of mode radio this one's drill fish Crossover and Chase Cult for the Lost Boys. Hey,
2: I'm bitch from the back, I'm that
1: was massive. The One. Super classy little roller from Roland Jones. This one here, Nur, one of my brothers out of France. Super excited to meet him this weekend. Unseen and Nur pulling up at Teddy and Friends. It's probably one of the best things about this music, just getting to meet all these amazing people. and songs about 10 minutes time i'll be stopping for an interview with back when it's a huge honor to be able to connect with such a legendary artist make sure you keep it locked
3: My first lover These words for all I sold The walls and all I haven't solved While I wrong gutter In my soul I hold the memories of cold summer's days I spent days far from home but no other sure. Lacking aim and burning strings while I go under Could have been working on something great though I chose slumber I'm a slave to my mistakes, of course I know hunger Chasing ways I shouldn't, stay streets I couldn't shake Hacking great afraid to change and it's no wonder why like I ain't made no progress Slow by these old steps I take on the same roads I know well I just quote another old to myself As I grow old, wrote this in the hope I prevail All time slipping and I'm trying to keep my grip on all I truly need Cause all this boozing never proved to be soothing These wounds I keep Let my mood speak on tunes, please move me City blues got me feeling woozy as I cruise street Few goons deep, reminiscing on younger years Dumb and scared, only with a few peeps, My hunger shared from the dungeons where we run and unaware A place I held love but lost as I felt fear Wash away the cost paid with the taste of conversing year Blaze haze for reflection, deep in these segments Searching for escape I can't create in every sentence See notes fucking with me no
0: Funk
5: show Bonk with Teddy Color. How you doing, man? You right? Good. It's Good to finally meet you. Talk to you.
1: Yeah, and you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. So, dude, I'm quite... stoked. Real man. Yeah, I've, I've listened to your mix. That shit's insane. I've oh got to yeah. To show that to people. And man, it's all. Well, um, Denver's popping right now, isn't it? Like, yeah, you just had bro. The, um, the Soudier and. Uh, young vamp show
5: that's insane yeah bro that's gotta be the biggest show so far
1: <laughs> yeah um so you like pretty you're obviously pretty well connected with the guys at um black box
5: yeah it's actually crazy i fucking uh i went out one night it was probably i think it was last fall or last summer right but i went out just with some friends to a bar and they were playing some music like some people were djing right and like right when i got there I, I heard like they were playing some uh some like soundcloud shit and i was like oh, oh shit and I didn't even know who the fuck it was. And then like they started playing some like potsy shit and they started playing one of my songs. I was like, Damn. What the fuck? So I like ran up I ran up there and I was like, Yo dude, it's my shit, like hell yeah. Fucking out, did they like, know
1: that you were from Denver?
5: No, I don't think so. And the dude that was playing, was turns out it was Corey from the Black Box, and he, like, helps run all that shit. And so I told him it was my song, and he was hyped and shit. And so that's, like, kind of how it started. And I think he was already, like, planning on doing, like, a funk night or whatever at the Black Box. So that just kind of, like, fast-forwarded, and I think a few months later was the first one well, they did there that I played so it was I mean, pretty crazy how that happened how I met him
1: <laughs> yeah because um is Corey now your is he your manager or
5: he's doing yeah something? he's he's helping me out and then I got another friend Neil who's super connected with like just everywhere he's like a festival guy so he just yeah. goes all around and he's helping me out too so yeah, yeah super speak blessed to have them
1: he's he's always at the festival because he does them um he makes them light boxes right yeah yeah Yeah, that's insane yeah so neil is your Neil's your manager and Corey runs is he he's just started an agency isn't it
5: yeah he his regular job is like just manager at the black box he like you know runs the events and shit and then he just started uh like a little agency where he's going to help like vaughn storm and and a few other people and me included uh start to get some shows
1: so yeah that's yeah. amazing that's the way like the genre needs to be going because i think at the minute it's very um i guess it's it's quite unprofessional um I, yeah i wouldn't yeah. I, I can't i can't think of another artist that comes to mind that's probably got a manager but yeah that's definitely like a step in the right direction especially as we want to we want to be getting this sort of stuff on on like festival stages you know
5: Mm-hmm. yeah bro it's all like i mean to this point it's all just like internet shit you know it's just like all in the internet there's like beats and now we're trying to translate it to to a live but it works dude people like it
1: yeah for real that's this is part of the reason i started the show i was like this this music's way too good to just be stagnating on soundcloud yeah but uh um, free downloads and shit <laughs> yeah but uh yeah you played um high, was it high grounds festival as well recently
5: yeah that went well dude it was uh it was cool yeah it was the I think it was a their second year as a festival and they just got this new like piece of land that they did it on so yeah right. it was cool I went out there did my thing and it was like hella cold which was weird because it was like some random cold day but but I was vibing out there dude yeah they had like a in the artist lounge they had like a a tent that was sponsored by blazy susan which is like a weed products company right so like they were just giving out shit and like just smoking it was so it was tight
1: so is there like is there many like other funk events going on is it mainly just sort of um well i I suppose they're they're not um funk events specifically
5: yeah that one was like they had all kinds of shit there i think like troy boy was a headliner or something Damn, yeah, but I heard of him. i think they they booked a lot of local denver people for that for like the for the lower artists okay. so i was probably just a local artist to them but but uh but it was dope I'm glad uh, i did that
1: i think once they see stuff
5: like the um
1: the young vamp show and the sudia show what like what that could yeah. do I think that's when people are really gonna start to be like, right? These are
5: these are bookable artists. I mean, Vamp especially, like he's he's got a really big following. He fucking sold out the Black Box the first time he went there, which is like three hundred plus people. So like, yeah, man. that's pretty. Like I could I could probably sell like twenty tickets or something. So like, right. <laughs> was, yeah. he's definitely on another level. He's a crazy like, guy. Yeah, dude, we were we sound checked for that event and then we were gonna go get some food and we were walking in and out and there's like already a line like outside i was like oh shit and you could Damn. hear people like whispering like is that vamp over there <laughs> yeah we like, had like fanboys and shit it was crazy yeah
1: you can spot that dude a mile off as well can't you, mm-hmm. you know, when vamps come in yeah um so yeah I've, i was reading on your on your website you've been producing since you were 15
5: uh, 13 right yeah dude yeah i, uh, sorry, I was go. into uh, like the edm shit forever and like that's kind of where i started and right. i just slowly started making music but it was super slow process like yeah 13 like what is that like eighth grade so how old are you i now? was i'm uh 23 all so. right so yeah
1: you've been producing 10 years what um so did you go straight into like straight into funk when you heard it or how did it
5: how did it really come about yeah i i guess first off i was like i was into edm but i was had no idea how to make that shit. i remember being super into like the trap and bass you remember like right. that youtube channel it was yeah, like yeah. trap and bass and it had like the I hype stuff yeah, yeah yeah i remember like butch clancy and fucking like uh luminox and all of them were like popping off it was like trap or whatever but i remember being into that trying to make that forever and just never you know i was still learning but i was always on soundcloud and shit for the longest time you know just like finding music yeah and i think eventually i uh, got into i was in the whole soundcloud scene and making beats like the uh, like 2015 like the i don't know gregor like uh misogi and all them like that right. uh, that kind of shit, and I think I just found Paulo in a series music. Right, because uh, yeah, he—that was like the first funk I had found actually. Because yeah, he's and, one
1: uh, of the other founders of um, Purple Posse, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, Purple Posse originally was—I wanted to make a group like Swisher Boys, which was uh, Loud Lord and right Mirror and Cocaine Easy. And I really liked what they had. They had, like, the little Sushi Boys tags and shit. And I was like, I'm trying to make a little group like that. Yeah. But that was just three of them. And uh, I think I was started to make beats with Paulo and Asiri. And I was like, yo, we should make a little group like that. And then we did. And then I think, like, the same day, like, they just invited everybody else. And that's what Purple Posse goes.
1: Damn. So did you just, like, stumble across them guys on SoundCloud?
5: Yeah, I must have found their shit and then... I remember he was eight oh eight, Lord, before he was six 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 or whatever. Right, uh Paolo, yeah. And then I found their shit, and then started making like funk with them, and then everything happened from there. Yeah, um yeah. So, did but you yeah, have, I think. Like... Sorry. Before that, I was like, I had the the aesthetic was like the the Roman like fucking statues holding the neon like light beams and shit. Like that right. was like my. <laughs> That was my, like, back when it's first aesthetic, I remember. And I was making shit with, like, Yugi Boy before that. Damn, yeah, because he's, uh, he's
1: got a huge following now, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he's so, rolling with, like, weird. Um, Lucid Monday guys.
5: Yeah, we would well, like, when we were making beats, me and him, it was just, like, the crazy distorted, like, 808 kicks and, like, subnoxious. But that's what people fucked with, like, bass-boosted shit. <laughs> yeah so
1: like did you have a sort of a vision for powerful posse or did it sort of just take its own course
5: in terms nah of- man it was just like i was just like i said i was trying to make a little group of three and then it just like happened and then it just like snowballed but it was so sick because like back then we were that was like 2016 like i didn't really know any of the dudes that joined but we were just like fuck yeah let's go and then like we were all just so obsessed with like putting beats out in the club that like i think we put out like three or four tapes that year like and the yeah. next year or something like we were just always like sending in music and you know it's pretty crazy
1: yeah what was your relationship like with the,
5: with the guys was it more like um you just sort of it was it was all just like skype and like text really like i didn't re- really talk to anybody like like we would do like you know facetimes and shit once in a while but we never really had like a close relationship with any of them like but i just remember mythic always being the funniest one and honestly him too like those two were just had the funniest sense of humor to me yeah man and uh, I was, yeah i was yeah. lucky enough
1: to speak to both of them too yeah nice
5: guys crazy dude Yeah, but, peace. but yeah i never had like honestly too close of a connection like outside of music I know some of them got closer, like, especially because they live closer together, but I guess Jake, whenever Jake was in posse, you know, Jake with the three yeah, instead yeah. of an E, like, he, uh, actually, when I was in high school, I, I flew out to his, he lived in like Pennsylvania and I lived oh, in yeah. Indiana. Right. So like, I flew out there, like, he was like, you know, we were both in high school or whatever. So that was kind of, that was an early connection i guess and then he actually ended up coming to my hometown and hanging out okay so i guess that was the that was probably the person i was closest with but yeah we both i think like left posse at the same time in 2018 or around the same time how comes you you ended up leaving yeah i mean looking back like i shouldn't have i should have just like kept I don't know why I left. I I was just like on my own vibe and felt like I needed to like separate myself from right. like the funk because I wasn't making it anymore. Yeah. But it was just a you note. Know, it was overkill. Like I said, I, I really didn't need to leave. But but I mean, it is what it is. I'm back with the passing now. And,
1: yeah. Cause uh, I mean, you've you've definitely got a quite a diverse sound because you you've sort of you've got the funk sound out, but you've also drifted off into the more like
5: ethereal yeah up. so i think uh, back then i was i was still sampling and i started to sample like the more chill out like lounge shit mm. and i don't know I, I was like just annoyed with like the funk like cliches and the simpson shit and like i was just like yeah. i wanted to like distance myself from it for some reason and that's yeah. i think that's why i left but no, I definitely understand that.
1: But um, no, I think it's worked out great for you anyway, because you, like I say, you, you've managed to rejoin and um, yeah. you've, got a, you've got a proper unique stance within the within the genre. Like you've sort of, you've mastered like um, two sounds, you know? Yeah, I got, I got like so well.
5: fans, I got like old fans that like know me from that shit, but still listen to my stuff. But now I also got like new fans that only know my new shit. Yeah, yeah. it's like a weird dynamic.
1: especially with like the um the u.s festival scene there definitely seems to be um it's a bit more trap orientated so i think the way you've like worked your way onto the festival stages you can can do both like you can be doing like the sort of wavier stuff and then drop a funk banger on them and it's just definitely people see that they're gonna go crazy for it you know
5: for sure that these these funk nights we got here in denver are really cool because like it's like a different vibe it's not like everybody's all like coked up and like trying to like party scene it's more yeah. like chill and everybody's just smoking and like head bobbing it's not like mosh pits or anything you know yeah. it's like it's kind of a cool a cool switch up for me
1: and that's the the problem with the um, sort of the festivals over here it's like it's predominantly sort of drone base and like everyone everyone at the festival is just absolutely
5: wrecked just fucked yeah this is, yeah off the molly <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. it's that way it's that way in the u.s as well for sure like it's the whole edm thing is like unfortunately kind of like built around drugs and like just a part of it but i mean it's like funk has got its issues with like lean and like yeah, people are really seen. into fucking fuck your body up with that shit and, like and there's did pills i feel like funk people have more into like lean and pills and like yeah man did you ever sit? i don't know or? You never got into it no bro i've never never sipped on lean just kind of funny <laughs> yeah but, oh, uh, like funk aesthetic
1: which i think i know i know it it's a little so bit weird how it's misleading like glorified yeah because yeah. <laughs> i reckon there's a there's a fair few people within the funk scene that they they probably use like the aesthetic but i don't think they um they actually yeah, like, live that they're just like
5: a white kid in like fucking <laughs> nebraska just i feel yeah. like funk is like a lot of like skater kids too it's like yeah. skater culture like i don't know yep. like team sesh vibes
1: yeah <laughs> i've been making a joke about like most most funk producers like eastern european like white kids that have never seen the sun and stuff like right. that right right
5: <laughs> i like their cover art it's like a bottle of lean <laughs> and fucking so like bitches twerking and shit pen, pen and pixel of them on a on a hood Road. but that's i feel like that's like Smokey had such an influence like like even just his cover art with like yeah. the collage style like him with like fucking like pokemon and fucking like i feel like people will he inspired really, like all the cover well. art
1: have you seen his um no jumper interview dude i forgot about
5: that interview actually holy shit uh,
1: <laughs> i can't I, believe that happened yeah i couldn't believe it because i i didn't actually my friend discovered it and um He's like not really a funk uh, fan, yeah. but he was like, "Yo, this funk artist is on no jumper." And I was like, "Who?" It's like DJ Smokey, and I was just, I was watching. It. I was like, "What the fuck?" This guy is insane! Like he's like spreading out all these notes on the table, and he's got his pot of zans. I was like, "What the fuck?"
5: Dude, it's so crazy. But no, I'm I'm <laughs>
1: glad that he's like he's he's like sober now. He's a funny guy. You can tell he's still got the the humor, but he's knocked all that bullshit on. Him. Right, right. But um, yeah, so. What inspired the name back when?
5: Uh, I, I came up with it forever ago, but I think it, it was just like like nostalgia, you know, just like back when it's like music for me is like, you know, makes me nostalgic a lot. And like, that's mm. just kind of where it came from, I think. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly glad like, I don't hate it because <laughs> yeah, I've, had, I a, I've it. had a lot of names and like, it's really easy to get sick of your name. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah what uh what genres outside of funk do you like you inspired by
5: like I don't know I have a weird relationship with rap because like I really really like a lot of rap but like I'm like picky with it I think yeah, like yeah. it's gotta be whatever but I really got into logada recently right just cause mostly cause the beats the beats are so fire mm. um I listen to some House like All Day I Dream is a cool label I like a lot right but, I listen to some chill out, like vapor wavy kind of shit. Uh, some new disco, satin jackets I like a lot. Some fire music on Rocket League, actually. <laughs> I love oh, that shit. game.
1: Yeah, that game. I've I've only played that a couple times. <laughs> yeah. exactly I,
5: I like some some like uh, poppy, like indie
1: stuff. Oh, I downloaded um, one of your earlier tapes quite recently. Which one was it? Um, Ideal reality, and I noticed there was like I think yeah. two two tracks on there that proper reminded me. Do you know an artist called um, Geo Theory? Uh, I think so. Like SoundCloud
5: yeah. dude from back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's doing like the future beats, but yeah, I listened to that. I was like, damn, it's like
5: yeah, got a decent sort of yeah. That was that was all samples that that tape so i don't know I, I feel indifferent towards anything it's all like all my old shit right <laughs> just like i mean i feel like most artists really just like their most recent stuff and then it's like i don't know it's weird even like me getting on like youtube and seeing like my old tape like that tape it's like i really didn't make any of this shit like i just put some drums on these samples yeah and, this is like not even my music. Like.
1: I remember uh, in that um, that YouTube live stream that you done, someone, uh, quite a few people mentioned about um, your track "Caramel," and uh, yeah, I mean, your reaction to
5: it was sort of like, "Yeah, I
1: don't really, I don't really like that no more."
5: So, I, I don't even like, have any memory of making that. I was just like high in high <laughs> school of my mom's kitchen, like making stupid shit, and it's crazy how that, like, one, just like people really like, and it's like. I just feel weird like that is like I did create that kind of but really it's like, like I don't even know who made that or the sample what the sample's from but Damn. it's just yeah. like not all the way me you know so it's yeah. like it feels like I'm like ripping somebody off or like that's why I don't like sampling too is cause like i mean you can be really good at sampling and like mm. it's an art like old smoky tapes are fucking so well put together with all the samples and like the loops and i i really fuck with it yeah but like, it's just way like it's something for me it just weighs on me in a weird way it's just like it's not authentic
1: yeah i think when you use it in quite a basic sense like just sort of looping a sample it's uh it's definitely not it's not so much an art form
5: well it is a it is a big term to like sampling like Mm. i guess i'm referring to like when you what i used to do is like take a song rip it from youtube like find some cool loops out of it that i liked and just like add drums underneath it and like loop it and like that's like I mean, that's why I put out, like, a tape every week because it takes, like, two seconds to do it. Right. so yeah, it's, like, I
1: guess, like, the majority of funk production probably is that process as well.
5: I mean... But, yeah, like, I, like a lot of people don't... you are not creating or curating, like, a vibe with, like, you know, you're just, like, dragging in a song and then there's... You already dragged in a whole vibe right there like yeah. that you didn't even do. It's just, like, you just found it. And then... Like as as opposed to like fucking sitting there and like I don't know a lot about music theory. I just learned a little bit about chords and stuff. Right. But it's just feels so good to create a whole song like that and just like create yeah. the chords. Mm-hmm. Like add your layers and and then at the end you're like, damn, I made this shit like mm and then like after a while you start to develop like a sound or whatever and it's like that's like the real shit right there you know yeah because you're but there's still people like like even like barry main you know like i listen to barry main all the time like it's still fire like i like i'm not hating on that shit
1: no no it's it depends like how you how you use it really and if you're if you're sort of taking the sample for the sole purpose to just quickly make a banger then the sort of the art form isn't there, whereas like I don't know, you know the um, right, right. You know the uh, only two left alive tapes, Smokey and Soudier. Yeah. So that's like I I know that that's um that's predominantly samples, but the way the way they use such a different amount of samples. It's uh, crazy, yeah. That and that's that like tapes yeah, are, uh, like a
5: work a, of like, art. Like I still like sample, I guess today like obviously royalty free stuff but like mm. even the using stuff like splice or like arcade is right. still like you know sometimes you're just dragging in or using like a loop already that's been made yeah but uh yeah there's a difference between just what i used to do and what some of these dudes are doing with they're getting real like with the layers and and everything and get real creative yeah. with it
1: yeah, because you know. you're obviously a lot more synth-based now.
5: Um, yeah. You yeah, work in I, Logic, right? Mm-hmm. Have you always used Logic? Uh, no, but I used to use FL okay. all the way until 2020. Right. And then I, I think I, I had an old shitty MacBook that I was using forever, and I wanted to get a new program, and I was like, oh, Logic is an Apple program, so it'll mm-hmm. probably run smoother on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's why I ended up trying it out, and then, and then I shortly after I got a like a MIDI keyboard and started playing with chords. And that was when I started fucking with all that shit and making melodies and stuff. And yeah, I and think then, um,
1: Logic's like a lot better software for um generally like synth synth
5: work and like writing. Notes. Yeah, yeah, like the the workflow I just really like. You know, like I do miss some things about FL like the. Automation is nice because you can just like right click on whatever and uh, like create automation clip, you know. Like, whereas yeah, logic, quit. you have to like go in and find what you want to automate, like, right? It's little things and drums too. Like, when I switched over to logic, I started doing all my drums just in audio, like, I just dragged the drum into the playlist yeah. and then like make a loop right there as opposed to doing it in MIDI. But yeah, I don't know, I like the workflow a lot, logic,
1: but yeah, going on um, about logic. So, like obviously you've got quite a signature simp sound. what are what are your favorite simps to use
5: a use serum omnisphere shit arcade a lot right. for like vocals and stuff yeah i just download a bunch of presets for for the synths and then fuck with them and tweak them and you know find shit i like i think my my sound was inspired by stuff i used to sample it's just kind of weird like the the loungy like e-jazz stuff that i used to sample like paul hardcastle right. all of that like like the the yeah, pads and like the... hardcastle yeah bro like it's crazy you know uh michael e he's another another one of those dudes that like was all over those youtubes that people would sample and he actually hit me up because he found one of my things like oh, a no couple way. of them yeah, and he's like, yo, oh, I like these a lot. And he was even joking around, like he's like, I'm gonna like sue you and shit, but he's like, No, I'm just playing. <laughs> he's actually from he's actually from the UK, I think. Oh, for real. Yeah. He, uh, he nice. was really cool and then he wanted to like re release them like on his album as like remixes. No which way. was cool. And then yeah, so I'm actually tied with Michael Lee now, so that's like you got, pretty yeah, fucking
1: dope. You've got a, a direct plug for samples now. With, with I know.
5: I'm like friends with his personal Facebook and shit
1: <laughs> right so like YouTube. um who are your some of your favorite artists that you've worked with like you've worked with guys like um Vaughn Von, yeah. and, and
5: you work a lot with Watermane as well yeah Watermane's my my homie I actually grew up with him right and uh so we're we're really tight and uh it's... we we me and him work really well like in person like when he I live out in denver now he still lives in indiana so okay when we don't like hang out like anymore too much unless we visit but whenever he does come visit like i think the last two times he came to visit was one was memory access the other one was solar where uh what was the other tape illusions
1: yeah that's like, i gotta the, say that's my favorite tape of yours illusions like absolutely yeah, thank you yeah like that
5: it. was just him coming out for like five days whatever and like we worked on a lot of those and Cause that's when we get like the good time, in is like in person, you know. Cause me and him used to hang out in high school and smoke and make beats. Like he was there when Purple Posse was made, and like threw out all that shit. Like, mm. so I really love working with him. And yeah. then I obviously love Necros and Everest. Like those two are, I like listen to them in my free time all the time. Like they're my favorite artists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy. who's like crazy with the uh, the synth work, right? Both of them, yeah. Both of them are all. They make all their own shit. Everest actually plays the guitar, like on his beats. That's him playing the guitar and all those. He commented on, um, when I done
1: I done the show with Trey Flip, and we were talking about guys using simps and I can't remember why, but he like commented like mid through something in the interview. He was like, "Yo, I use I use my guitar a lot in um, in tracks."
5: Yeah, yeah, it's super fucking cool. And both of them are really really talented melodically and I like working with them because they send me something that's always fire and, so yeah do
1: you use um, do you use any instruments like other than a MIDI keyboard
5: uh no I I have like on my those two albums I dropped in 2020 was, uh, like the chill out albums Prim Fantasia and, and uh, Feet of Fever I was doing some like percussion, not like with shakers, and like right. that's the most I did. Though I never like, you know, I, I don't really know how to play guitar, so I, <laughs> I never play guitar on my beats. But yeah. I've done some like percussion stuff. Right. So what? Um, what keeps you
1: inspired? Do you ever? Do you ever have like trouble with beat block? Or I guess not actually because you've run a
5: hell of a lot of tapes. But like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What man, keeps you inspired? I think it's like inspiration comes from imagination so like you just gotta have like a you gotta have a good imagination and uh i don't know i get inspired just by like hearing other people's shit i'm like damn i'm trying to like work or like i definitely come over here and sit down and like try to make a beat sometimes It's like nah it's not not gonna happen right now right i don't get i don't get frustrated really i've been through the process many times that like usually if i come over here and sit down to work on something like i make something because like i'm i know i'm gonna make something right there but Right. I won't even, like, usually come over here if I'm not, even, like, if I'm not fully on board, you know? Okay. And, uh, you know, like, I, I probably should, like, sit over here and just fuck around experiment and not even, like, try to make a song. Just, like, you know, just play around. But I kind of have, like, a blueprint and, like, a, a process I go through when I make a beat that's right. pretty much the same every time. I okay. just use, like, different sounds and different tempos yep. and, like, See what pops out the other side. So like it's kind of how it works for me. But I don't know. As far as like imagination or uh, uh
1: would you say like your imagination with the tracks that like um, they
5: inspiration. Sorry, I just <laughs> fucking had a brain fart. It's uh, right, man. I, inspiration. Inspiration.
1: All the time. Like the last, like I think pretty much every interview I've done, I've had a moment <laughs> where I've been like, "Yo, what the fuck am I saying?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> good. But yeah, would nah, you say like, like um, your your imagination, your tracks? They sound they they sound like how your it is in your imagination.
5: No, no, it's more of like a vibe that I like is in my imagination. It's like a energy rather than like a sound. Okay. Like I said, I kind of I kind of go into each beat. Like I don't have a specific thing in mind. It's more of like a using my my same tools every time and like kind of like using it in different ways and like something obviously make sure you don't make the same d twice but just kind of like i don't know it's like a formula i kind of use and then like it it turns out like songs and it's like sometimes they're good sometimes like they're not but but yeah yeah you've
1: been like extremely consistent and like yeah a lot of the songs they've got like a real yeah real strong energy that's yeah again it's just consistent which is amazing yeah
5: dude and i love like curating a vibe like with the the artwork and you know bringing everything together and yeah it's just i love doing it so
1: i'll tell you what um with um there's a track on the illusions tape i think i think it was deep water um but you put out the there was like a short animation and like even before because i heard the track before i saw the animation and i was just Mm -hmm. like all of this like correlates so perfectly like the image in my head that i got from the song it's like identical yeah. to that.
5: Yeah, that was just uh, some shit I found on Instagram. I think in like like a videographer or photographer. Right. And I just ripped it and tagged them and hope they don't get mad. But oh, and they were they were cool. Uh, with that. But yeah, I love matching the vibe visually, and it's always super inspired by like psychedelics, and, like you know that vibe. Even though I haven't done psychedelics in years, but <laughs> right, <laughs> I feel like it's important to. For me, like, I'm never inspired whenever I'm just sitting at home all day. Like, I gotta be out, like, whether it be at work or just, like, I just feel like being at home all day, you're not pulling in any inspiration. I mean, everybody's yeah. different, but that's how I work. Um, and then, like, yeah, I used to be more into psychedelics. Um, I love psychedelics. I just don't do them anymore as much, but, right. but I think a lot of the my inspiration comes from those experiences and like obviously like visually with going with the music I always loved to listen to music while I was tripping like one time I was uh, for hours listening to Climax I don't know if you know him it's like a wave he's the dude that made Wave Mob right just walking around for hours listening to music and Whisper I remember back in the day was crazy and yeah I don't know it inspires me still to this day yeah what so you just used to like take a bit of a trip and then yeah just like bang some headphones on you mean yeah dude straight up well I yeah I grew up in a small town and so the little downtown area was like in a valley and it was small and yeah I would just walk around downtown on the woods and shit (laughs) yeah man I used to all the time used to
1: I won't say what but yeah I used to like take something and then just used to bang my headphones in just lay like yeah. just lay lay back on my bed and just go on these wild trips man it was like it was insane. yeah dude but after sure a while you know. it's like i think my body started like being like nah that's that's enough this doesn't work no more
5: and then I like, yeah. yeah and i used to go to like festivals and like do molly and shit and like, mm. go crazy and like even that inspires me too just the euphoria and the, yeah you know creating that through like sound and that that's it and hearing this music like
1: on a, a big festival rig it's a completely different experience like man dude yeah hopefully one day soon i get to hear come to one of your sets i'm i'm so up for hearing like yeah one of your sets on a, a big sound system
5: yeah i fucking love bass so
1: what, um, i'm into it as well <laughs> so i think in um black box they've got a function one sound system is it
5: yeah yeah they had the funk nights are in the side room like in the lounge so right. it's got a bit of a smaller system uh, system okay but the main room's got got yeah they got they got a bumping in there in it's kind of scary because a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the the funk stuff is just not mixed or mastered and yeah, it's, it's all distorted and it's like uh. it's,
1: <laughs> it's brutal but i think the low end is is fine it's some of the tracks that i worry about are like you know, obviously, that's, like, the subgenre of funk, like, dirt funk. Um, some of the high-end is, like, really lo-fi, so I think that's a little bit crazy on a sound yeah. system like that. Speaking of DJing, how long have you been DJing?
5: Uh, off and on for a while. I, I used to uh, DJ, like, EDM right. uh, at, like, parties and, and shit like that. And that's kind of where I learned how to mix. And right. then and same with, like, house music and yeah i never really dj'd like my stuff or like beats like this until mm. somewhat recently and it is hard at first because it's not like made to be mixed you know it yeah. makes you know you gotta like get creative with how you mix
1: but yeah i remember tapping into your there's you were live streaming or one of it might have been dj imperium uh one yeah. of the guys was live streaming
5: uh you and immune uh like out of, uh, on, like, yeah 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 a
1: roof or a courtyard or something
5: That was actually in the the back patio of the black box. They do, like, little things back there. Like, usually during the show, you can just go back there and it's like a smoking area, but they'll do, like, the brunch box where they have, like, it's, like, earlier in the day and they'll do stuff outside. Yeah.
1: Have you got, like, a good relationship with, like, the always proper guys and
5: immune? Uh, I've gotten tighter with immune um, over the years. Yeah, it was dope when he came out here, get to kick it and do a little back-to-back. Yeah, um, yeah, that I've, live stream was sick, man. Yeah, that was really sick. I, I mean, that's what I want to do is just you know start meeting everybody in real life, yeah. actually doing this shit. So, no. but yeah, yeah, I uh, he's hooked me up with merch. So like, he's the boy, and I want to do some like proper releases with them in the future like i feel like i've only dropped a couple songs through them and it's always been like like old stuff or like stuff yeah. i wasn't that stoked on So like i want to do some new shit though
1: but well, yeah he's um he's just setting up now uh well like it's been set up for a while but there's always proper records but i've been watching on his story that he's he's trying to get like a lot more stuff going with that so yeah maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like now's the right time to to like release do a release on AP
5: yeah and it's cool because I think Corey from Blackbox is helping him out too with the show so it's like kind of you got Posse Always Proper and Holy Mob all three of us like yeah
1: because um, is it is it Vaughn that runs Holy Mob yeah yeah it's like where are them guys based they're in Canada is it
5: uh, Vaughn actually is He he's in Indianapolis, Indiana. It's as funny as like only a couple hours from where I grew up. Right. But uh, I think he's still there. And then I know Necros Brazil. They're all all over. I'm sure. Just like Posse was. It's just all over. Some of the Brazil Europe over here, over there. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I forget how big
1: the US is, man. Like you could fit the UK into it like 50 times over. Yeah. (laughs) My uh, my geography is not not fantastic but I man I'm hoping to be able to um, come over there and do some shows and yeah just travel a bit more through music you know I think um yeah
5: once we get once we get like more established definitely have you over at the black box be fire I think now is the time
1: I feel like especially with the stuff that like Vamps doing um is now starting to like step out a bit more hopefully artists like Roland Jones and that they all sort of follow suit and i think yeah i think it's really it's
5: about to take off there's definitely people that would that will come to the shows that just gotta like put them together and
1: yeah and the the thing is it needs more people like um the guys at black box to who are actually putting it together and like i mean right sort of i'm that's what i'm doing in the uk right now but there's i speak to a lot of guys and i think they think that it just puts itself there and it's it's not there's people that have to put it there
5: so right and even like me like right now i'm like with the sh- some of the shows i'm getting like they're like they're booking you know vamp or whatever and me but they don't even know that i was like in purple posse or like
0: yeah
5: like you got to have like promoters that like you know have like know the history right To like make it proper like this black box show in my opinion should have been branded as a purple posse show and mm. it should have been like you know black box presents purple posse right and us three right there like that that would have been like way hype you know because like it's like the first posse show or whatever yeah but like a lot of these people are promoters they don't know any of that shit or know the history so they're just trying to obviously sell tickets but i think it's important to to do this shit right if we're gonna do it you know
1: yeah So what is like what's the situation with purple posse now is like who who's actually sort of running it or is it just a just a collective effort Thanks, Gutierrez, running it. There's a possibility, like with you guys, that the ones that run Purple Posse or whatever, like you could do your own branded nights. So you, know what I mean, you take the whole, the whole collective on a tour as such, because you guys have got the following there, and you.
5: Oh, I mean, yeah, that would be ideal. It's a, it's so hard because there's, there's everybody's in different countries and like. Yeah. This it is... would just take so much like money and like fucking. And also people don't even like some people don't DJ or know how to DJ or like yeah. so it's like it's uh it's weird and it's it's I feel like that's what some people like about Posse is like how rare it is and like yeah. how like you can't really like even like Vamp when he comes over here he never even like posts like where he's playing it's like if you know you know kind of thing yeah. so it's like it's kind of tricky but, yeah, but I mean yeah. it works for I mean he fucking he sells a lot of tickets
1: so yeah man like he he done like a successful us tour which is why well, it i've it is the first the first it's happened within the genre um yeah so yeah like the potential is definitely there i was um one of the guys i was with out in hamburg he's from brussels which is where vamp's from you know um have you heard of nicky slime i think so i think i've seen the name yeah he's a funny guy but yeah he he hangs around with vamp and he come out to hamburg to meet me and the guy called sorry main and he was telling me like um about what vamp was saying about sudia he was like saying that sudia is like proper introverted says he doesn't really like he's not really yeah. that, that up for doing the shows and i was like mm-hmm. damn that's crazy he's like yeah he i know that's to- what
5: he told me too it's like i just can't wait for him to actually get here and for us to do the show because then i feel like it'll He'll be like, "Oh shit, okay, people actually like are out here for this, like yeah, until you actually see it, it's like kind of hard to commit, you know come all the way over here and like not have any friends and shit other than you know when you're at the show, it's like, yeah, it's a big commitment for sure,
1: that's the thing it becomes like once once it's there playing the show, it's like that's when it becomes real, Joe you know I mean purple posse is no longer. No longer just a, like an internet brand or
5: a right. Brand. Like once we once we're all up there, like doing our thing, and we got a, you know a whole crowd, and and we're playing the classics and the new shit, and like it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. It's gonna be epic. So you know I mean, that's gonna sell out for
1: sure. You should try and like uh, reserve like 10 20 minutes at the end
5: where all three just go back to back. yeah, I, I would love that. I would love that. Well, you know, Vamp fucking makes dubstep too yeah, yeah and he I... uh, like the last fucking 20-30 minutes of his sets he always like plays with straight upset. rhythm yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah cause his old um his old rhythm alias he was called raised dub I've got a few of his tracks as well it's crazy integrating that stuff as well keeping it keeping it diverse
5: um, yeah I think we're gonna the black box does like they have like a house camera that's up in the corner and like they usually re- stream to twitch right like live stream but even if it's not live, I'm gonna get the recording and probably upload it of my set at least. Yeah. So. Hundred percent, man. I've got um,
1: I've got my first event going ahead, on um, this coming Thursday. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just chuck a GoPro on the on the decks and yeah, just put a few.
5: I feel like that's issues. what you gotta do too, cause like people love mixes and like being able to go back and like let's do a mix. Mm. Like I don't know if you saw, band played in Atlanta at Def. It was like the they have a nice like production where they record the whole thing yeah yeah and uh that's what i feel like a lot of places need to do you know it's like document that shit
1: yeah because people get to experience it a little bit before they actually go to a show they can see what it's yeah they about. know the vibe and yeah and like the people that were there as well like they'll just want to keep like reliving that experience Mm-hmm. yeah so like what uh what do you see for like the future of back when and like the future of the genre
5: Man, like I don't know. I just I keep doing my thing, and you know, hopefully, you know, get more shows. Right now, I have I'm starting to get some more shows, which is exciting. I'm super grateful for that. because yeah, you just I think a lot the, of the dollars. I think is a probably. lot of it's gonna come from like like new fans. I feel like a lot of this is like new, like people see like are discovering me and they just like know me from my new shit, which I actually like. You know, it's like a fresh perspective right and uh i don't know my i really like playing live like that's really what i want to do is just travel and play and i i think my sets can fit in pretty well to like especially like opening for people and like setting a vibe because i play a lot of like rap and you know i can could be still make it pretty hype you know even if it's not EDM or whatever, but even opening up for like EDM people or you know, stuff like that. I feel like it's gonna be the move for now. Like obviously I'm not to a level to where I can headline shows quite yet, but like I just feel like hanging out in that opening range for a while and yeah. Just keep building fans and, you know, see what happens. Yeah, man. I don't feel like we're honestly that
1: far off of of stuff like do you know what I mean, you headlining shows.
5: Um, Yeah, it just takes like, just takes like, I don't know. People definitely like, I've noticed when you play live, it's like way more of a connection for the fans. It's like, damn, okay, like I would definitely see him again or, yeah, or whatever. It's just like a matter of getting the right, you know, shows and, and then like you know, going back to those cities or whatever. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is this is definitely like the foundations of all that's coming
5: about, you know. So it's all positive, man. Yeah, you just gotta stay fucking. I've always tried to keep the mentality of like, you know, nobody cares, work harder kind of deal. So it's yeah. like just stay with that and yeah, you know, shit'll shit happen. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's
1: that's all of my questions, but that was one final thing I was just gonna say for the people that are about to listen to your mix, what can they expect from like a back when set? I think
5: it's a nice little blend of you know, chill, and you know hard song stuff and wave just like trap wave is kind of my thing i've been rocking with it's my genre yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i hope people fuck with it um there's a couple unre there's like actually four or five unreleased s- songs in there from me and homies and, yeah i don't really know man i just hope people fuck with it <laughs> no i'm
1: certain they will i've, I've been do you know what I mean? Lucky enough to have it for a couple weeks. I've, I think I've listened to it like six times all the way through. Oh, hell yeah. It's insane. Bird. But yeah, I fully appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this, man. And um, No problem at all, dude. I appreciate you having me on here. The show is going to be dope. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see the future of this music and where we go with it, you know? This is, this
0: the, is the, funk the Funk Show, show. with Teddy, Teddy color.
2: Pop that trunk, I got four fifteen, bitch, you hear me beat, pop that trunk, I got AR fifteen, bitch, don't think it's sweet, pop that trunk, I got what you need, my whole team eat. pop that trunk, pop that trunk, nigga, pop that trunk, pop that trunk, I got four fifteen, bitch, you hear me beat, pop that trunk. I got AR fifteen, bitch, don't think it's sweet, pop that trunk, I got what you need, my whole team eat, pop that trunk. Pop that trunk, nigga, I pop that trunk Pop that trunk, I got 115, bitch, you hear me beat? Pop that trunk, I got AR-15, bitch, don't think it's weak Pop that trunk, I got what you need, my whole team eat Pop that trunk, pop that trunk, nigga, I pop that trunk Pop that trunk